You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. 7 Minutes has grown so quickly, and we couldn't do this without you. So please, keep visiting our website at 7minutestoriespod.com, keep sharing your favorite episodes on social media, and of course, keep subscribing and leaving those rad ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Now, on to the story. This episode, Becoming Donatello. The year was 1990, I was seven years old, and I was awaiting the release of what could be the greatest film in the history of mankind, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. Now this was perfect timing for me and my brother. I mean, both of us had wild imaginations as children. We would pretend to be superheroes all the time. Batman, Superman, The Rocketeer, He-Man, Thundercats, all through the late 80s and early 90s, we would run around the house in costumes, some that we received as gifts, and some that were hand-me-downs because we didn't have a lot of money, but it didn't didn't matter because our imagination was so strong, and we would fight the forces of darkness, fight the evil villains, fight the forces of evil, protect our house, protect our mother, protect our neighborhood. We weren't just protecting our neighborhood, we were protecting the entire universe. That's how committed we were. But... There was something that differentiated me between my brother and I, and there was something that differentiated me between myself and most other kids. And what it was, was my level of commitment to the character. I actually believed that I was the superhero. I don't think it was psychosis, but picture a Daniel Day-Lewis performance Not the performance itself on the screen, but the level of commitment he has to the characters, where he almost loses himself. There's only a small shred of his own identity in an attempt to embody this other character. That's how I was. And the character I was becoming that year was Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, I was more of a Leonardo guy myself, but I only had a Donatello costume, and I had to make do. But I liked Donatello. He was smart and he was strong. I liked that combination. And this costume was, I think it was pajamas, but it was so tight that it felt like body armor. It felt like turtle skin. I felt like a turtle. And I would run around the house and I would, of course, battle Shredder and his minions, Rocksteady and Bebop. And the cycle would continue and I would protect my domain. But where it got really difficult is when I started wearing this to family functions, to get togethers, and I talked to people as Donatello. It was getting really bizarre. And it went to an entire new level when I asked my mother if I could wear my Donatello armor to school. My mom, God bless her heart, she didn't want to destroy my imagination. So she said, you can't wear it on top of your clothes, but what you can do is wear it underneath your school clothes. This only made things worse. I'm in second grade. I'm walking around the hallway and I feel like I got a power, like I got a secret that nobody wa- that nobody knows about, that no one wants to know. And I'm walking around these hallways with a power and look, great responsibility comes with great power. If any bullies tried to pick on me or make fun of me because I was short or the way I styled my hair, I had to show restraint. I had to show a Clark Kent-esque restraint. Because if I fought back and hurt them, they would realize my true power and people would get hurt. 
But the best thing about this, this new identity, was it helped my confidence with girls. I mean, earlier that year, I had thrown an ice cream sandwich at a sixth grade girl and proclaimed my love. So I was already riding high. But now, as Donatello, I could do anything. And there was this girl, her name was Laura. And I wanted her so badly to be my girlfriend. But I didn't want to start a relationship off on a lie. Who wants to start a relationship that way? I had to tell her the truth. But how? How could I reveal to her who I truly was? I had to find the perfect moment. And it presented itself serendipitously because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, was in theaters and my birthday was coming up. So I concocted this plan. I asked my mom for my birthday if I could go and watch the movie with my friends. And I invited five or six people to make it less obvious. I remember two of them. One was my friend Anthony, who I'm still friends with to this day. And the other was Laura. Her mom let her go. I can't tell you how thrilling this was, sitting in the movie theater, looking up. It was essentially like watching a documentary. Me and my brothers on the screen. I'm sitting here next to Laura. She doesn't know what's going on, but I'm going to reveal this later. The, the performances were incredible. Watching our story in the sewers with our mentor Splinter, April O'Neil, her loyalty, how we were an oppressed group of turtles that had to hide in the sewers, but we still had to protect New York City. I knew what this was all about. At the after party that my mom threw at our house, she made the basement look incredible. My mom had traveled around the country. She speaks fluent Spanish. She lived in Spain. She lived in Mexico. She's a Spanish teacher and a translator, so she always brought culture into our house. And for my birthday, she brought him in a piñata. And so we were all swinging at the piñata and hoping that the candy would burst all over the place. I was looking at the streamers and all the, 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 the paintings and the things my mom put up to make it look like we were literally in Mexico. But while that was beautiful, the only thing I could focus on was Laura. And she was standing in line, taking her turn to swing at the piñata. She took one swing she missed. Another swing, lightly grazed the piñata, and then on the third hit, she barely put a dent in the paper mache She was elegant like that. Now was my moment. In the commotion, as they were exchanging the stick that you used to hit it with, I called her over. I said, Laura, I have to tell you something. She walked over to me. I stood up straight with my shoulders back. I looked her in her eyes, and I said, I have to tell you something about me. And she said, what is it, Aaron? I said, my name's not really Aaron. And I slowly unbuttoned the top of my birthday suit, spread it apart and revealed a chest, a chest of a turtle. And then I looked her in the eyes and said, Laura, I'm not Aaron. I am Donatello. Her eyes got really wide and she looked back at me and she said, happy birthday, Aaron. I think my mom is here. And she walked away and she walked up the stairs and out of my life. And from that moment through junior high, through all of high school, I don't think she ever said another word to me. Who would blame her? Who would blame her? Cowabunga. hope you enjoyed the episode thanks to our new partners at evergreen podcasts and the rest of our team audio production by ken went original art by pete whitehead and i'm Corey burse 
Remember, a new story comes out every Thursday evening. Perfect for listening then or on your Friday morning commute. Also, did you guys know we now have super cool shirts available? You can purchase yours at 7minutestoriespod.com. I love mine. It's super comfy. You should probably get one too. Thanks again for listening.